stated time is 6.31 p.m. Calling the order, the City of Centerville City Council member. First order of business is Oath of Office, Mr. Oh, Terry Sweeney. Sorry. All right. Mr. Sweeney, you've been through this before. It's oh, been a while. Stand up and raise <laughs> your right hand and repeat after me, and there's a cheat sheet if you need it. So. I, Terry Sweeney. I, Terry Sweeney. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. To support the Constitution of the United States. To support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Minnesota. And the Constitution of the State of Minnesota. And to discharge faithfully. And to discharge faithfully. The duties of the office. The duties of the office. Of council member for the city of Centerville. Of council member for the city of Centerville. In the county of Anoka. In the county of Anoka. Minnesota, to the best of my judgment and ability, according to law. Minnesota, for the best of my judgment and ability, according to law. That last part was tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations, Terry. Thanks. Nice radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, the next order of business is an official roll call. Councilmember Terry Sweeney. I'm here. Councilmember Darren Moser. Present. Councilmember Russ Kosky. Present. Councilmember Ray Taylor. Present. Junior Councilmember Ron Shaw. Present. And Mayor Love is also present. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you all. Next item of business is the approval of the agenda. We have a few additions this evening. Under consent agenda, we are adding checks number 36313 through 36335 and 2151E through 2155E. We are also adding under, oh, that is also under consent agenda. We're adding number fives B and C which are the Quick Trip Liquor Off-Sell 3.2 and Tobacco, as well as JP Liquor Wine and Beer Liquor Off-Sell and Tobacco. Are there any other agenda items that which need to be added this evening? Ministry Stotts? Uh, no, there are not, Mr. Mayor. Okay. Does any council members have any items they would like to add to the agenda this evening? All right. Hearing none, do we have a motion for approval of the agenda with the additions as noted? So moved. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. Next item on the agenda is appointments and presentations, and we have a Veterans Day acknowledgement. And I thought I might just lead you through that, uh, just a sort of a simple acknowledgement of our upcoming Veterans Day, right? Yeah, so we, in your packet, there's a resolution that I thought would be nice if we could read that into the record. Uh, to honor our veterans um, at Veterans Day. It's pretty. I'll get there. I'll okay. get there. It's way down. All right. Nope, oh, that's the local office. We're still getting there. <laughs> okay, here we go. Blurry eyes and all. Whereas the residents of Centerville have utmost respect, admiration, and gratitude to the men and women who have selflessly served our country and this community in the armed forces. And whereas the contributions and sacrifices of those who have served in the armed forces have been vital in maintaining the freedom and way of life enjoyed by our citizens, 
And whereas the city encourages residents to honor the sacrifices of our servicemen and women by displaying green lights in the windows of homes and businesses during Operation Green Light from November 6 through November 12th of 2023. Whereas the National Association of Counties encourages all counties, parishes, and boroughs to recognize Operation Green Light for veterans. And whereas the city of Centerville appreciates the sacrifices of our United States military personnel and believes specific recognition should be granted. Therefore, be it resolved, the city of Centerville hereby recognizes November 11th of 2023 as Veterans Day and encourages residents to honor the sacrifices of our servicemen and women for displaying, by displaying green lights in the windows of homes and businesses during Operation Green Light from November 6th through November 12th of 2023. All right. Do any council members have any comments they would like to make in reference to our Veterans Day recognition? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I guess I, I will throw it out there. I, I just am a big supporter of our veterans and people in uniform. And um, I've told this story more than once, but uh, my grandfather was a World War II vet, wounded in World War II, and um, amazing. Um, what he went through and for the years and years and years he would never talk about it and and finally one year i'd ask him over and over again and he and he started to talk about it and i just about fell off the tree stump i was sitting on and um yeah i, I mean to what they went through and what they saw i just it's unbelievable so thank you to all veterans and and uh, i know it's hard to put yourself in their shoes or what they went through but it's it's amazing and where we would be today without them i don't know but thank you to all veterans I'm glad we have this uh, resolution. All right. Thank you. Anyone else? Well, I, just to tag on just slightly, I have a number of family members who are veterans, my father-in-law, my uncle, and both <coughs> my younger brothers. And, you know, just having them as service members means a lot to me. I, my uncle also was overseas during some of the uh, more recent wars, and there are things he likes to talk about. So uh, I understand exactly what you mean, and we we sometimes may take it for granted the freedoms that we have. I mean, we wake up every morning, and we do whatever our normal morning routine is, and we head off to work, school, and whatever play sometimes, and that's a freedom that was not just. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was automatic. It was earned, and it was earned by people who sacrificed quite a bit. Whether they sacrificed their lives or not, that's not this particular holiday, but they sacrificed their time, their energy, their efforts to make sure that we had freedom. And if nothing else, we have the right to sit here tonight and banter about things, you know, on our agenda. So uh, definitely want to thank our veterans, and that's all I'll say about that. All right. Do we need to have a vote on this resolution? Nice, all right. I would entertain a motion for approval of the... All right. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. Next item on the agenda is a public hearing for the delinquent utility and garbage and nuisance abatement. Um, before I open the public hearing, Mr. Spouse, do you have a Just hand? briefly, what this is, is um, annually the city has the right uh, under the law to um, assess delinquent utilities, garbage, and nuisance abatement charges to um, 
people's tax bill, and it's a way for the city to just collect on those that haven't been paid. Um, you know, unfortunately, some people use this as their way to pay their utility bill every year. They just don't pay. It's not that they can't. They just don't. <laughs> so um, it's an odd choice. But um, so you'll open a public hearing. You'll see if there's anyone that has a um, any contention with what we're going to be putting on their property taxes. And if nobody speaks, then you close the public hearing and adopt all these. Just like any other assessment, uh, although it's a little bit different statute. Kurt, do you want to say anything just about the difference between this and 429? Yeah, this is a what they call a police power statute, and that's all we're doing is we're, we're exercising a function of the city. It's bill collection this time, and uh, so it's not like you're doing this to, for a house or a street or something like that. Everyone has the right to appeal this if for some reason they come in late and uh, they need that, but we don't see that for this. Usually it's just because people don't pay their bills. So. <clears throat> Most years we hear right before we start this, a number of people have come in and <coughs> paid or whatever. Yeah, we, we, we did have a few people that, you know, get surprised by this because they'll get a notice in the mail, right? And um, uh, But I, I think, you know, maybe two or three of those this year. I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of... I, I don't have anyone to cross off the list here, so... Okay, um, all right, that was my question. Yeah. Okay, all right, and entertain a motion to open a public hearing. So moved. We have a motion. Second. Second. All right. The public hearing. Oh, I guess I'll take a vote. Public hearing is now open. Do we have any members of the public here to speak on the delinquencies? All right. I'll entertain a motion to close the public hearing. So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Closed by the same sign. Public hearing is now closed. All right. Um... Next item on the agenda. Mr. Mayor, Sorry. Yes, if, please. I, if I may, a uh, uh, question for, for Mark on these delinquent utilities. Some of those amounts I thought were somewhat high. Are any of those carryovers from 2022? Uh, there's a little bit of a straddle uh, because we have to get this into the county. You know, we don't go January 1 to January 1. So there's a little bit of 2022 stuff left over. But um, no, this is, um, it wouldn't be like more than one calendar or one 12 months period. If I might, it is under new business item number one, so we'll, we'll oh, open forgive up the discussion at yep. that point. Just try to keep us. Right, right, right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. No worries. All right. Okay. Next item on our agenda <laughs> is approval of the minutes from the October twenty fifth, twenty twenty three work session and city council meeting minutes. Does anyone have any changes to those minutes? Uh, Mr. Mayor, on page fifty four, if I may, um, fourth one two three four. Four items down. Um, I did not quite understand the um, sentence. He stated that several members of the public appeared and gave into at the public hearing. I, I don't know exactly if that's real clear, and I that may need some clarity. Is that, is that one of mine? Who was that? Um, I think that was something that I said. I do believe. <laughs> you don't know what you meant. <laughs> I could. <laughs> let's let's review. Um, so, anyway, Mark, does that? Uh, I'm to see it. Does that? Uh, you see what I'm getting at yeah. there? I made a note of that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll we'll make us sound smarter. There was one in there where I didn't sound right either. I just let it go. <laughs> I think I saw that. All right. Any other changes? Would anyone like to make a motion for approval of the minutes with the noted clarification that'll be made? So moved. 
All right, we have That's a motion. <laughs> we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. I abstain. And we have one abstention. Motion carries. All right, moving on, um, we have our consent agenda. Does any council members want to have any items pulled from the consent agenda this evening? Just a quick comment on the um, additional checks. This is the reason we have these additional checks is that we have a financial um, control policy that says if we're going to be going more than two weeks before um, another meeting, we add these other checks in um, as as long as they're routine checks. They're not paying for something that's over budget or you know not <coughs> normal course of business. So this is utility bills and all sorts of sort of normal expenses. So. Yeah. All right. No council member want to have any consent agenda items pulled? Do we have a motion for approval of the consent agenda Consent agenda as presented? Uh, motion to. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. All right, we're moving on into old business and we have ordinance XXX, second series. Second reading for the native landscapes. Has anything changed since our first reading? It has not. Anyone have any questions in reference to native landscapes? Terry, you were here for the first one. Any any questions that we didn't capture? All right. No, I did read through it. <laughs> All right. Okay. As long as your lawn looks natural, I guess you'll be okay. Yeah, I just can't let it grow. All right. With that, <laughs> with that, do we have a motion for approval of ordinance XXX second series? So moved. landscape. All right. We have a motion. Do we have a second? We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. All right. We move on into new business. Here we Sorry, go. Mr. Mayor. All right. Resolution 25-0XX, adopting delinquent municipal utilities, garbage, and nuisance city abatement. It's a mouthful. Uh, number one, does anyone have any questions? Russ, I, I know I cut you off. Were there more questions? I apologize. This isn't where I talk about fire trucks, is it? No. No. Okay. Okay. So, um, no, I just wanted, my big concern is that people are adequately notified and, and I, from reading through that, it looks like they were. It looks like maybe three or four came in and paid or whatever. And so that's my big concern is um, they're aware of it and we're properly notifying them. And that's, that's all I have. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Okay. Anyone else? Derek? Um, is, is part of this uh, not, maybe not agreeing with uh, being assessed for garbage? Is anyone kind of opposing that or the, I mean there's a lot of the, I, I'm taking these are all different addresses that are, yep these are all different addresses um, so more than I would think there would be yeah like I say some people a fair amount of people just don't pay their utility bill and wait to pay it once a year I think they just don't like writing 12 checks a year that are six checks a year they like the right one and um, I know a number of addresses that do that every year and so there's never a Threatening letter of uh, no. turning the water off, or no, and and that's something um, you know because we have this power, we don't have to go through that. And then if you don't pay this, 
then you go tax forfeit and you lose your property. So people pay this. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I was just asking. Yeah, well, you know, other communities have chosen to do that. I, I used to work for a community as a consultant that chose to shut people's water up. They didn't pay their water bill. I'll tell you, it was effective. People paid their water bill right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, because we have enough fund balance in our utility funds, it's a matter of cash flow. Now, I suppose now that interest rates are a little higher, you know, yeah, are, are, are we losing a little revenue because all this money is sitting on the books and not collecting interest? I suppose there's some of that. Um, but for the most part, we're not really, it's not really hurting us to, to have this go to the end of the year just because um, it just means a larger check later, you know. So when we get the check from the county, it's a bigger check, you know. We're not encouraging it, though. We're not. No, okay. I mean, I, yeah. All right. If we have too much of that, then we would have to go. Yeah, right, right. I mean, right. Okay. All right. Any yes. other, other questions, comments? All right. Well, hearing none, I'd entertain a motion for approval of Resolution 250XX. I'm not reading the rest of that. Sorry. That makes it. All right. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. All right, new business item number two, ordinance XXX 2024 fee schedule. First reading. Mr. Stotts. So each year we try to um, give everyone an opportunity to comment on the fee schedule. Um, had just a couple of minimal changes on this one. The, the most notable one is the sewer rate. Again, that was a sort of a choice we made to, in the structure of how we bill sewer. Um, previously, the Sort of the base rate, I'll call it, was a little higher um, to cover the ups and downs of the flow rate. Um, but what that does is it, it doesn't incentivize anyone to conserve water. Um, and so we decided to put more of the emphasis on the flow rate and have that fluctuate with the Met Council rate that we get charged. So there's a, over in Lamont Park, there's a little building there that is the um, pump house and metering station for our entire town. So all the sewage from our town flows into that spot, gets metered, and whatever that meter reads at the end of the month, we pay Met Council. I think Bruce was saying it's, it's $20,000 plus bill every month. And so um, it's important that we bill um, our residents the same amount that we get billed from Met Council, right, to stay solvent. So that's why we're um, asking for this increase to the per gallon rate. Um, the, the base rate will remain the same, and you know we don't see any need to increase that this time. Then <laughs> uh, I think Teresa's mentioning just a couple other little typos that we cleared up, um, but otherwise uh, not anything uh, substantial to change. Um, this is a first reading, so we don't need any action at this time. Uh, it is since it is an ordinance, we're going to go through the two reading cycle again, as Curtis explained to me before. That it's really just a something for the public to be get, get aware of, and if they have comments, then they can come back and. Let us know. Um, so, with that, if there's any other spots that are you know kind of sticking in your craw as far as oh this is cost you know once in a while we get complaints about you know well the fee to you know for a fence permit's kind of high or you know something like that but or a deck or a deck yeah. <laughs> personal experience Terry Terry coming up yes um, on page eight I just want to make sure that this typo was fixed for the research charge it says forty one hundred dollars who. Change that. I think it's supposed to be no, there's, $100. There's a strike through the, it's hard to see, but there's a no, strike through on the floor. Yeah, 
it doesn't look like a mine. Even with my cheaters, it looks like that looks like the four, but yeah, so noted, right? Like the four's got to go, <laughs> right? Please. Ran out of ink. <laughs> right. Any other questions or comments in reference to the piece? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Mayor, if I yes, may, on the please. storm water, not the storm water, but the sewer fee, just a reminder to people, is this not affected by people running their sumps into the drain? Uh, so, yes, mm. so we do pay, um, yes and no. We do pay for every gallon like that, but uh, that does not, um, so we charge people based on what comes through their water meter, and then we pay Met Council based on what goes through the sewer. And right. Those two items do not always equate because we have some pumps put into the sanitary sewer. We have inflow and infiltration. Um, but what we do is we do build in a little bit of cushion in this to make sure that that is um, <coughs> that overage is accounted for. But yes, it, you know, it absolutely affects the cost of, of running a sewer department. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> the reason why I bring it up in the last couple of weeks when it rained a lot, my sump pump didn't run all summer and all of a sudden it's running. And I start thinking about those that are running, and especially running a lot. There's a lot of gallons going into that, and then maybe we can put that in the newsletter to remind people not to do that, yeah, and to let them know that we all pay for that. That's a yeah, cost. It just, it's it's just illegal, right? And everyone should mm -hmm. understand that putting your sump pump into your sanitary sewer is illegal. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Anyone else? Mark, the one question I had, and you alluded to it a little bit. I mean, you, you mentioned deck and fences. Are there any fees, though, that new businesses or developers come and always say, man, your city, in comparison to others, it always seems high? Or um, Not consistently. I mean, I think, um, you know, there was a push about two years ago by the Builders Association of the Twin Cities. Uh, uh, no, they're not the... Not the Builder Association of Twin Cities, but they have a different title. Yeah, very, you're talking about. very yeah. much a sly move on their part to rebrand. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, they really pushed back and tried to say that the rise in housing costs was all because of the city's charging too much right. money. I, I assure you, um, our development fees are are competitive with our neighbors um, and are highly justified. Um, we we have studies that justify them. And, um, and that's required by laws that we show why we are collecting these things. Um, and, you know, a lot of it for us, it's a little tricky because we're almost fully built out. So we're kind of paying ourselves back. The whole system of development fees is to pay for the infrastructure that development requires. So a water tower, right? Well, we don't have any new water towers to build ever in our town, right? So we're kind of paying ourselves back for that water tower we already built. Um, so we, we have a need to maintain those um, infrastructure cost levels just because we have things we've already built that we're counting on that level of participation in that. So, um, no, I, I don't think there's anything that sticks out. Um, you know, we use the sort of the state guideline for building permit fees, um, and there's, you know, some guardrails on that. And, and we once in a while we, we have people complain about certain types of building permits that are, so most building permits are based on valuation mm -hmm. and we get a percentage of that valuation where some things like roofing and um, siding we have flat fees for and um, you know, decks might be one of them for instance that maybe rather than do it on a valuation basis perhaps we should, we could switch to a flat fee for decks 
But then you get into the thing where one guy wants to build a 10 by 10 deck, the other guy wants to build a 200 by 15 foot deck, you know I mean, a much larger deck, and is the cost to us really the same um, in that instance, you know? Yes, no, maybe so, um, it's hard to know, but um, certainly if you kind of even those out and then the guy with the 10 by 10 deck is going to go, well, dude, this is kind of a high flat fee, and the guy with the giant deck is going to go, oh, I got a pretty good bargain. So. Um, there's a few of those things where I think, you know, could we look at doing a flat fee for some of these things that are fairly common? We certainly could if that was the direction of the council. Um, but, you know, I think we've established roofing decking, or roofing and siding, and um, I forget, there's a couple others that are sort of flat fees, but if that was direction, we could certainly have uh, our building inspectors weigh in on that if there's a couple ones that they would see as being sure. better at flat fee. I mean, for my seat, Building a house, yeah, if you're going to build a $500,000 house versus a $100,000 mm -hmm. house, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the fees are going to be different. The inspections are going to be different. There's going to be more. If you're building a deck, you're building a deck. I mean, you got to drill the holes into the ground, make sure the footings are good. And I don't think our work changes no matter the size of the deck. So in my humble opinion, I think the more things we can have as a flat fee so that people are able to say, all right, I want to build a deck. This is how much the city's going to charge me. I know that cost. I don't have to worry about it. That's just my opinion. I, I don't know if others could say you're wrong, and that's fine. Terry? Yeah, I, and I, I hear a lot of that is people don't do things because of some of the fees. I mean, yeah. de a deck is one of them. You know, if you're going to build a, a deck and just because you're going to use higher end materials on it because you don't want to have to stain it every year, um, all of a sudden the, the, the fee for the deck goes, goes up. That's, you know, one example, and you know, maybe doing some other things. The if we had <coughs> flat fees for you know decks, that's I guess that's the example we're using. I think we would encourage more people to be upgrading their homes and adding some of these items. Yeah. Other thoughts? I, I would be in favor of you know, doing a little research to see are there fees that could be switched to flat fees. I mean, we're coming up with one example. If there are others, I guess I would love to have it in a work session at some future point to talk about if that's something that we can do. You know, I obviously don't want it to be a situation where it's something that we need to go out on multiple times, re-inspect, check, 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 and we put it as a flat fee. That doesn't make sense to me. But if it's something where it's a standard thing we do, with the, the, something like that, you could do it and add an inspection fee if, if you have, have if you have something that typically would take one or two inspections. This is what your fee is, and if somebody's trying to cut corners and they have to come out several times, every time they have to come out, it's going to cost you. There's, the, there's an idea for sure. Yeah, we do have some things like built built in like that, mm -hmm. reinspection fees. Mm -hmm. You know, if we have to come out, mostly it's not um, for just homeowners that are you know, doing DIY stuff and they're struggling, it's more for like people trying to pull something over on us, right? If we yeah, like cut you know, corners. Cut corners, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no yeah, I, I agree. You know, we certainly, I don't know, I don't want to venture a guess on a percentage, but it, it, it's m more than I would like to see where we're um, having to tell someone they need a building permit, right? We drive by and see something happening. There's a forklift there putting something up on a, you know, and you, you have to stop and say, hey, you need a building permit. And so would smaller fees and flat fees 
you know, drive compliance, maybe. Um, I, you know, I think it would be nice to encourage compliance in any way we can. And sheds. <coughs> yep. Yep. I mean, but um, what, what is the size of shed now you need a permit for? All of them now? It's over or? 200 square feet. Yeah, I think. I think it's over 200, yeah. So an 8 by 10 you need a permit? Because no. before you never did. That's no, I think 80. you do now. It's there, 80. That's 80. 200 square feet. It's like it's 12, by, 12 by 16 just makes it. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of different things there, though. There's a zoning permit and a building permit. So the 200 square feet limit is the building permit. Under 200 square feet, you still need a, a zoning permit to make sure you're putting the shed in the right place. <coughs> and most of the lots here are easement. A lot of, a lot of easements and lots, yeah. Easements, yeah. yeah. We, have, we have large, we really have large easements um, in the city. Okay. All right. So, so being this is a first reading, we would easily come back with a second version of this that would have some of those thoughts in there and we can do that. All right. Thank you. Any other comments before we move on? All right. Thanks, everyone. Next is new business item number three, resolution 23-0XX, revising the list of 2023 appointments. Uh, the memo speaks for itself, but Mark, do you have anything to add in on that? No, I mean, essentially, right, we're um, just asking the question, do we, do we plug Mr. Sweeney in for where Mr. King was, or do we want to make some adjustments? Now, this is an opportunity to make that adjustment. Obviously, we got to hear from Mr. Sweeney about his availability. Uh, the third Thursday, the Centennial Fire District Steering Committee. That, not that I wouldn't, having been a firefighter, I'd like to be part of it, but that conflicts with my Lions meetings. Mark, let me ask, um, as far as this list goes, obviously we're in November right now. December comes up. We're at the we're in 2024 appointments anyway. How many more meetings do we really even have to worry about as we think about adjusting this? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess EDA is going to meet November, but that's canceled December's. Is that correct, or have they correct. not made yeah, the ticket? No, we're yes. meeting next week. Um, and that's next week. Um, so that would be one that would be important, I think. But um, yeah, then right, we're into 2024 appointments. If you wanted to. All right leave those spots vacant, we could. Um, do we redo them in January? I think we, we actually... have the opportunity to yeah. redo them? Yeah. We talk about them and see what everyone wants to do. I, I don't know. As I reviewed the agenda item, I just thought we're talking about one month right now. I don't know that it makes a difference to do them. I would propose that we leave them blank for now <clears> and, <throat> and figure it out for 2024, but... Um, entertain what the rest of the council would like to do. I would say if Terry can make it to next week's EDA meeting for Steve's spot, that'd be great, but if not, it's not the end of the world. If Steve can't, I can. Sorry. Terry can't, I can. What was the EDA one? I was looking for that up there. Um, it's Economic Development Advisory Board, so that would be doo -doo 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 -doo. This is next third Wednesday. Wednesday. Right, I was looking for it on the list. Page 111. If I could, uh, I think yes, it is please. important to appoint because we're going over the 2024 goals and objectives for the okay. year right. and also the annual report to council. Okay. And, and that's, that's next week. That's next week. One, one thing I saw, the EDA is really kind of the key one here. Um, sorry, I'm not finding it immediately on the list here. but Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I, I remember seeing it. I knew there were several several that, that were. So the, the EDA being key, what, maybe what, what to your point, Mr. Mayor, though, is that maybe we ought to think about 2024 when we make this decision. And one of the things that has kind of come up in staff discussions here is that um, we, we have a, uh, an EDA that's 
made up of um, three at-large members and then two city council members. And it just so happens that uh, two of the three at-large members are Lions members, and um, Councilmember Moser is a Lions member, and Mr. Sweeney is a Lions member. And so if we appointed Mr. Sweeney to the board, um, we would have four Lions, four out of the five would be Lions members. Obviously, we all love the Lions and do great things for the city. Um, it just may be something that should be out in the open at least um, and talked about amongst yourselves as to whether or not uh, there could be any issues real or perceived right um, mm -hmm. in the community and whether or not maybe swapping um, you know Terry and, and Ray's role out to alleviate that issue or I know Mr. Koski has talked about being on EDA but has issues with the work schedule of being on Wednesday nights um, so just want to throw that out there. Maybe it should be a requirement here. Kind of like that. <laughs> and this is, you know, certainly this is part of small town, you know, government, sure. right? Is that you can't avoid some of these things. And it's, I'm not saying you can't appoint Mr. Sweeney to the right. right. Absolutely it's, not. It's just something to talk I, about. I know what you're saying. Yeah, too, it's just something to talk about. Okay. I, I again, with, with um, I'm going to make a motion, which I don't normally do, but I'm going to make a motion that we leave the 2023 appointments as they are right now and address the 2024 appointments um, and that. Did we do that in December or January? I'm trying to remember. We usually try to do it in December so that it's ready to go in January. That's what I thought. So that we address the 2024 appointments next month. Um, Ray, if you could, this shouldn't be a part of my motion, so I apologize. So I'll just stop there and then I'll say what I need to say <laughs> after that. So there, there's a motion on the floor. Is there a second? I'll second it. All right, we have a motion and a second. Further discussion? All right, hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. Ray, if you could, as I the will. backup, please um, attend the EDA Wouldn't meeting next week. Thank you. And become a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Mayor? Yes, please. On the EDA, we got our city attorney here. Is there an issue with having four? members of the lines on that group um, that would only the only thing I could foresee is if there was a lines related issue that came up and if you know if that ever comes up let's talk about that uh, but right now you know if the same rules apply to you being on this this body mm -hmm. if there was something pecuniary that came up that ties the lines then you may have to recuse yourself because you have a conflict that could affect quorum because there's so many of you. But if we see that coming down the pike, like something that's got to go onto mm -hmm. agenda that, you know, maybe like the lines are asking for money, literally, and you're asking for a donation, you're asking for support or something, um, we're gonna have to talk about it beforehand because that could be problematic. But that's the only way I can even theorize. If, if I may, Mr. Mayor, one, if you, they're at a lines function and there's four of them, is that an open meeting situation? No. Not with not the Lions Club. Hold on, hold on. For the, if they're on the EDA, that would be an EDA open meeting violation, yeah. So you'd have to, to notice the, the, the Lions Club when you guys are all in the same spot. The EDA functions just like this board. Then we would have to, then technically, we should be publicly posting every Lions meeting. Yeah. Because the other thing I was going to bring up is whenever we have a Lions event, there's two of us here that are on the council, and a lot of times the mayor and Mr. Koski show up. We That's do some stuff. Okay, yeah. So every event, Lions event, is going to have to be posted. 
Yeah, we, we, we do typically post, anytime we yeah. get a community event of any sort, we, Teresa will post that the potential for a quorum. Um, you know, so yeah, if, if there's... Um, but if this, is an, if this is an issue with um, EDA, you know, what's it, right now there's three or there's four? Ramillard, Swenson, and me. So yeah, there's three, yeah. And so, that's gonna, that's, that's a quorum. Yeah. For right. that committee. So staff here is, is keyed up and does this for other events as well. I mean, it does take some planning on your side because if, if you're doing a lines event, you just have to notify staff and give them three days to do it, and they'll take care of it. What? Well, yeah. Well, we'll have to keep we'll have to keep the staff then notified of our meetings, and if our meetings yeah. change or if we have any kind of any kind of an event, mm -hmm. it's going to have to be posted then. Yeah. So I did. I did coordinate that with Teresa for the whole year. So we posted the we have potential post. yes. for the, the, the for our, this our regular whole year. Yes. for our regular meetings. Yes. Usually yeah. there's one of us that are absent from the meeting <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know who never, that is. Never, some of us are there all the time. All right. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk 2024 at our next council meeting. All right, next item on the agenda is new business item number four, score funds agreement. Uh, Mr. Mayor? Yes, please. Did we approve your motion? We did. Meeting? Okay, we sorry. Did. Thank you. Lost track. I'm pretty sure. I had a motion in a second. Then we, we both? Discussion. We had discussion. We began to discussion? We, I don't think we All right. I apologize for that. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. Oh, we did swear that. we did. And then afterwards you said, Ray, if you would. Yeah. Okay. Now I know I video. did that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Really fun Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it. No harm in voting twice as long as the world doesn't change, right? No, we're good. Okay. Score funds agreement. Yeah, Mr. Mayor, um, annually we uh, submit something to another county uh, called our score fund application, which is, um, so there's a, a, a charge on your garbage bill that goes towards um, this fund here where we sort of, um, it goes to the county and then the county redistributes it to all the cities based on a plan you put forward. So Teresa every year puts together our kind of our, our plan. We have a number of activities we do with these funds. A big part of it is the cleanup days we have. So when we have people come on, come all with your tires and your TVs and your couches and all that kind of stuff, uh, we pay for a lot of that with these funds um, and try to make uh, all that stuff happen without any big expenditures from the city's general fund. So um, Teresa does a great job of putting that all together and um, able to also kind of you know pay a little bit of uh, uh, staff salary with that uh, for her coordination. Uh, um, I don't know, there's a number of details within that that you can look at, but essentially this is a sort of a um, net zero cost for us. We put an application in, they say that sounds good, and we get that amount of money to do those activities as long as we follow through on that. So. All right. My only question is, this has been sitting in my inbox for two months now. Yeah. Has anything changed since then? Because uh, they really want me to sign it. <laughs> whatever their, when you mean your email inbox, yes. inbox yeah, so whatever their, um, that's a question we'll let's have Teresa answer okay. on tomorrow. Um, I, I would assume that they'll send you the latest and greatest. The reason it's in your inbox for a month now is that we, it keeps kind of changing. They keep changing the rules on Teresa. And, you know, it, it's um, not Teresa's fault that it keeps changing, I'll tell you that. But um, hmm. So we've been refining it and getting it better. So yeah, let's make sure you sign the latest and greatest version. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah, because I have probably three or four different versions. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what you're, what's in front of you tonight is the real version, right? Okay. So we can do a little compare and contrast. So. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I, when I skim through these, I'm like, there's like 40 pages. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know that was that complicated. I didn't see anything about our wagon and the mattresses, though. I did not see anything. <laughs> uh, no, that's because we, we kind of paid for that one time, one lump sum deal. It was an add-on to this at the last minute. We kind of, some funds were left over, and we decided let's jump in and do it. Um, there's really no ongoing cost to us there other than... Yeah. When we take the mattresses in, there's a cost, and, and that's built into um, to these things, I think. Is there, my question, I guess, was, is there anything like that down the pike for us, again, to look at that you know of at this point? Or? Not that I know of, no. Okay. If we knew of it, it would be in here. Okay. okay. Any other questions, comments? All right. Hearing none, do we have a motion for approval of the score funds agreement? So moved. Second. Yep. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. Now I know I called for a vote. Sorry. All right. New business item number five. Schedule a work session for December 13th of 2023. Um, I think the memo explained pretty much that there's a chance that we will not have our December 27th work session or meeting, so um, wanted to schedule the 13th, just in case that does occur. Yeah. That's, that's the long and short of it. All right. Anyone have any questions or comments in reference to that? All right. Anyone want to make a motion for approval of the um, schedule change? So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. Motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. All right. I, new business item number six, ordinance 23-0XX. First reading, accessory structure on vacant lots. Initial response. So this one is a um, kind of a, a niche little uh, part of the ordinance that um, for many years the ordinance just essentially says you got a vacant lot, you can't build anything on it. And um, what we've come across as some folks that own an adjacent lot um, that would like to, you know, add some improvements to the lot. Um, and uh, so they requested and uh, went in front of the planning commission with a public hearing um, to discuss this idea of uh, allowing some modest structures to be built on um, a vacant lot that's adjacent to um, your own lot. So. The rules we've kind of set up here in this revision um, say that it has to be something that you that is adjacent to your primary structure. So you can't just own a lot across town where you have a little shed and keep something. It has to be next to your lot where you live or at least own that building. Uh, in fact, actually, I can't remember we went back and forth from this so many times. Kurt, did we end up with a homestead language in there? Or did we, yeah, so it, you actually have to homestead the lot. Um, the reverse is we did it, we defined it by it can't be a rental property. Sure. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. we didn't use the homestead. We used a so you can't just have it uh, adjacent to a rental property. You have to. The whole idea is that we want someone to live next to this structure that's being built on the vacant lot, so they have some responsibility. Um, a little bit easier to track down if there's issues. Um, and then you know limitations on the size of it and the placement of it and. Um, the use of it has to be non-commercial non use. You can't 
parked our um, skid steer that we take out every day to go to our landscaping job. It has to be, um, you know, playhouse or a shed for personal use. So that is the long and the short of it. Um, I'd take any questions. So, like a pole barn on a full-size lot's not acceptable. Uh, no, because there's a 200 square foot limit. You can't build anything on this accessory lot that's over 200 square feet. Correct. No matter how big the lot is. No matter how big the lot is. And that's the current rules already. Um, you can't build anything right now on it. So we're, all we're doing is allowing something up to 200 square feet on. Right. How many scenarios of these do we even have? Uh, we know of two. Okay. One has a chicken coop. <laughs> One does. <laughs> Others? You sat there all the PNZ meetings, so you know, right? Mark, my only question was, I mean, we kind of said shed, and I forget the other term we use. And, and the question I had to myself was, well, could it be a garage? Under 200 square feet. That's it's kind of a matter of semantics at that point. It's a small garage. Yeah. Motorcycle garage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just yeah, can't yeah, put yeah. a pole in there. <clears throat> well, I, I don't understand if the lot's big enough why they can't put a structure in there that they want. They obviously bought it for a reason. Yeah, I think I the mean, idea is I mean, that's just us telling them what they can and can't do. Yeah, yes, that's it is, not, yeah. I don't think that's in how many instances we have. I mean... Right. I think the idea, like many zoning um, ordinances that restrict development of vacant lots, um, is that the property was platted with the intent to build a primary structure on that lot, right? So um, the idea is that we don't want to disincentivize that to become the ultimate build out of that lot. Um, so in a neighborhood, you bought a lot in a brand new development, you expect that there's going to be a house on every lot, not a pole shed next to you, right? So if um, someone in, let's say, the Old Mill Estates development um, bought two lots, built a house, and then built a giant pole shed on the next one next to it, uh, we're going a little overboard here, we don't allow pole sheds to, at all. <laughs> but if they built a giant garage in that lot, that's not all of a sudden fitting with the character of the development that you bought into in the first place, right? So. Um, I think the idea is to make sure that we are true to what the, the subdivision intended, which was to have homes on each of those lots. Does so if they clone the house on the lot next to them to look like a house, I mean, th there's a case in White Bear on White Bear Lake, uh, Randy, we don't, um, but anyway, um, I'm just asking, I mean, if they own the lot, I mean... I don't think what a pole barn would hurt, do you? Well, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, not, not, a, not a pole barn, but, you know, a garage or, I, I, I can see where you could, it, it could be just throw up a garage with four garage doors on it, you know? I mean, I, you see that in some other municipalities where somebody's got two or three lots and they just throw up a garage and it just it's not taken care of it doesn't match the house not anything like that I, I mean I can see putting some sort of restrictions on what it looks like but if you have a lot you have two lots and then you can build a 200 foot shed that's probably going to look worse than if somebody built a really nice structure there of some sort I think the, the 
point would be that if you built that really nice structure, you will never build, never so strong term, but likely for the next 20, 30 years, there will not be a primary structure built on that. <coughs> but they're still, gonna pay, they're still gonna pay their property taxes on that? On a much lower value. So rather than a half million dollar house, you'll have a $100,000 garage. So it's not good for the tax base either, right? So how does that work with a shed then? Uh, zero, right? But it, but what it does by putting a, only allowing a shed is that at some point, especially when that person was to move out, they would likely sell both lots as buildable home sites, right? Potentially. So here's what we have right now. Th this is the recommendation of our Planning and Zoning Commission. They I'm assuming we held a public hearing. They did. They went through the entire process. This is an expansion of the rules as we currently have them. Correct. So, you know, my take on it would be, and it's the first reading, so we have a couple of weeks to sleep. Actually, we have a whole month <laughs> to, to sleep yeah. on this a little yeah. bit and think about it a little bit further. <clears throat> the good news is, though, is in my opinion, if we limit it now, if there's someone that comes forward with something more specific, they can always come to us and say, hey, here's your rules, but here's what I want to do. I'm not saying that's going to change it, but it, it gives the opportunity versus opening it up from zero to wide open, and now we don't know what we're going to deal with whatsoever. So um, just my take. Any any other comments? Russ, I do, Mr. Please? Mayor, and I, I'm, <clears throat> I probably should have read through this again. Um, and it, don't remember because it was a while ago but but the garage you have to be so any of these structures do they still have to comply with the setback from yeah. even though it's just different they own the same property but you still got to be 10 feet or whatever it is up the line and garages is they don't they have to be attached or driveways or whatever I mean there's a lot of things that come into a play when you start depending depending on the type of structure you put on there isn't there yeah so I guess that would even get into more complication with the idea of a garage is that our code says that if you um, build a new house, it has to have an attached garage. Attached, so yeah. if you built a, what a, by definition, would be a detached garage because there's no primary structure, you would then have to build a house attached to it. You know what I mean? It, would be, it, it complicates that because otherwise that's a nonconformity to have a house without an attached garage. Um, I mean, it, all these things are, you know, zoning code in general tells people what they can and cannot do with their lot. And it, sometimes it, you know, we like to scream America, <laughs> why are we restricting this? But, but that's the, the point is to really keep intact the, 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 the um, sort of the, the, the integrity of the intent of the neighborhood, right? And I think in, um, especially in these platted areas, I mean, it might be a little easier to think of it in terms of, we have some areas in town, right, where there's people with three, four acre lots, like along Centerville Road, there's some people there. You know, if you own a lot next to you, well, it's now you got six, seven acres, and it, it looks more congruent with the with the neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. But in the middle of pick a development, um, if you know, Darren, in your neighborhood, if someone owned a second lot and put a garage on it, it would, it would look out of place. He'd be driving down the road and he'd go, "That's weird. Why does that guy have a giant garage on that that lot, and the next guy, there's, you know, he's the only one on the lot that doesn't have a home?" Um, it would just, it would just be a strange oddity to the neighborhood. Understood. All right. Any other comments on our first reading? All right. There's no action that needs to take place here.
And I believe... No, we have... Nope, that is the end of our formal agenda. I was looking... Trying to look at the new paper one to make sure I wasn't missing anything. All right, with that, we will go into council and administrator announcements and updates. Uh, Mr. Mayor and Council, I won't dwell on the, on the report too much here, but again, we still have opportunities um, for places on our various commissions, although we do have three interested parties right now, so I'm very nice. encouraged by that. We've had um, three staff meetings with um, people that are interested in, seriously interested in being on our board, so I'm Hoping we can fill in some of these circles. Um, obviously, we filled in a circle tonight with Mr. Sweeney, and um, yeah, hoping to get all of our boards and commissions up and running. So, at full strength. Um, Senator Cares obviously deals with veterans this this time around. Uh, again, um, lots of resources out there for veterans, and I know the county is kind of the head of that um, multi-armed uh, resource guide. So uh, certainly get a hold of our folks at the county and at Veterans Services, and they got all sorts of resources for you. A lot of good veterans organizations in our area, beyond the Yellow Ribbon and that kind of stuff too. So thanks everyone for coming out to Trunk or Treat. Uh, we had a great time out there. Um, there is a contest going on for uh, naming the plow truck. So um, check out our website or stop by and get a little uh, flyer and an application, and you can uh, come up with a creative name for our plow trucks as we kick off the plow season. Um, in your newsletter, I'll remind everybody that there was some information about uh, mailboxes. Now's a good time to go out and give your mailbox a jiggle. And if, it, <coughs> if you jiggle it a little bit and it looks like it could fall over, think about a snowbank coming up against it and mm. whether or not it would fall over because it's time to shore that up for the winter because um, our plow trucks won't hit your mailbox, typically, but the snow that they push will. and. Um, if that happens, it'll be out of mailbox, and um, we don't replace mailboxes that are tipped over by snow. We replace mailboxes that we actually hit with the plow, but that's pretty rare. So, um, we have the real estate summit coming up um, on December fifth. That's a nice little event. Um, anyone who's a business owner um, or um, in the business of maybe a manager doing hiring, lots of stuff um, coming up on that, and then. Um, Pansi, do you want to just highlight the business appreciation event? Sure, yeah. So uh, the EDA held their annual business appreciation event on Monday night. It was a great turnout. Uh, more than 13 businesses were represented and about 40 in attendance, lots of compliments. And I think the most exciting part was that we were able to connect um, new business owners with uh, businesses that were already rooted in the community. Um, we received very positive feedback. And I think one of the things that made a big um, impact is the door-to-door -door invitations. So um, EDA members went door-to-door -to, -door to talk with businesses and um, tell them about the event and that really paid off. Um, just quickly, the parking lot lights, as the mayor pointed out to me, the, the light bases are in. Yeah, it's a big progress mm -hmm. sign, right? We put some concrete in. So still waiting on the poles, but uh, we did, you know, the ground's getting going to be frozen here pretty quick, so they decided we better get the conduits and the light bases in. So the conduits are there. Just got to pull the wires through and put up the poles when they come in, and we'll have ourselves a project. Cleanup, obviously, will come in the spring with the, the, the turf grass and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Union negotiations with the police are going well, and I think we're going to be able to... And, um, 
<laughs> Centennial Fire District was here at the last meeting. They had a nice little ceremony for some of their folks. And are, again, they're always looking for firefighters. They didn't notice the color on the doors changed out, outside. We got a little bit more fire barn red going along. So uh, obviously we went through the Lalonde property this uh, today at the work session and uh, working hard to get some things wrapped up on a few of our other developments as we head into winter. We have them driven by max storage. It's coming along very nicely. I believe they're going to pour a curb tomorrow and should be paved by sometime next week uh, before the paving plants close down around Thanksgiving. So um, looks like they're going to be able to uh, open up yet this winter, and that's going to be uh, great for everybody. So that's all I have. Any questions for Administrator Stott? All right. see it. Last week, the city um, submitted two applications to the Nauka County for pre-development grants. Uh, one was for an Alta survey on city-owned land and um, that butts to R&R uh, &R leasing, and then also a wetland delineation. So it was a, a big area of 41.25 acres. We're trying to figure out what is developable. Um, since we are still working on obtaining signatures from a lot of the owners, the application is um, conditions, it, approval is uh, based on condition of their signature, but we do have our signature and uh, Matt Rabine's signature, so uh, hopefully we can get started with those two parcels. Nice. That's the area that's sort of uh, designated high density um, on our zoning map, and you know, it's, it's really a I'd like to say a very large parcel that really a small part of it is developable. And it's really a key to our comp plan and how that shakes out in terms of total number of people and whether or not we can build an apartment building there someday or a high density something. And it's important that we figure out, is it two acres, is it 10 acres, is it something in between, right? And so um, we wanted to make sure we do some due diligence on that property and figure out once and for all what, what is real there and what's just a map. You know, it's easy right. to look at a map in a square and go, well, that's lots of land. <coughs> it's not, you know, we got to figure that out, so. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hmm? Kurt? Anything for the Nothing. Thank you. All right. Rowan, we're going to start with you tonight. All Thank right. As far as the high school, um, the cross-country team ran at their sections meet two weeks ago. Uh, the girls varsity team won a tiebreaker to take second place and really? qualify for state, nice. and they ran state last week. Um, I believe they took eighth place um, there. So that wraps up the season for the cross country team, and congratulations to everybody for just a good overall season. Everyone worked really hard and finished out well. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Ray. Um, Parson Rex's big thing is our naming of plow, so um, that was the biggest thing out of that. Otherwise, um, tightening up loose ends before the end of the year. All right. The love bug. Russ, <laughs> you know uh, we did not have planning and zoning uh, yesterday. It was uh, canceled. That meeting was <coughs> um, fire steering. We had uh, we talked about that um, at our last October meeting. And the other thing is, uh, I guess I would just like to say thank you to Parks and Rec for putting on the trunk and treat, and EDA for doing the business night. Um, business appreciation and I will officially apologize for not uh, being there my presence was required on family matters uh, up north and I apologize for not being there I thought I texted Athanasia but I don't know where that text went I gotta find out whose number that is and say I don't apologize <laughs> did so, they reply 
They did not. Oh, so probably going to a fax machine or something. Thank you. All right, Dan. Oh, uh, EDA board, we had the appreciation dinner, as talked about earlier, Kelly's. Uh, they did a nice job up there, serving us a buffet-style meal, and uh, good turnout, really good turnout, and it, it's good to see some involvement, and uh, I think uh, we gave away some neat prizes, met some intermingled with the different businesses, and I, I believe it was a success, is what I'm calling it. All right, Terry, any, anything to share? Welcome, Welcome aboard. Thanks. All right, I'll be brief. Uh, first, we already recognize our veterans, but I do want to start off my comments by just saying um, the Saturday is Veterans Day, and thank you to any and all veterans that are hearing this from me and also those who are live in our city. Um, secondly, I want to thank others that serve our police department. Uh, we had a couple of domestic violence incidents in town last night, and not only were our police ready to respond and able to respond, but our, also our policing partners also responded to that. So just knowing that two of those events happened at the same time in our community, it just highlighted the fact that we just celebrated, celebrated, I don't know if I like that word, with um, Domestic Violence Month, recognize Domestic Violence Month. It's probably the better way to say that and um, that there are resources out there if, if needed. Next thing I had on my list was, um, if, if anyone missed it last week, there was this nice little pamphlet in our Citizen newspaper called the Community Insider. Um, I know I missed it when I initially looked at my paper, but a lot of nice little things in there, including a, a little article by yours truly that I spent some time writing, so definitely want to make sure if anyone wants to have opportunity to read that, they have a chance to do so. I want to thank all of the members of the community and business owners that came out to Trunk and Treat. When I initially drove by at 9 a.m. when it was supposed to kick off, it was packed. And it was cold out, and I couldn't believe it, how many vehicles were actually there. <coughs> I said, I'm going to run my errand and come back because they don't need me in the middle of that. The kids needed candy. So, uh, very successful event. Thank you to um, Teresa who was out there. Thank you to... Uh, our public works who had the plow truck out there and all the other participants. It, it was a great event. Business appreciation. Uh, I want to extend my thank you to Athanasia and EDA for their work in putting that on. As has been said, it was a very successful event. I just got to sit back and watch it. I didn't have to speak. I didn't have to do anything. I just sit back, sat back and said, look at this going. I was very proud of efforts that our city is making and that um, the things that we're doing for our businesses. So it's a very proud moment for me. So thank you all for your work on that. And then the final thing I had was, you know, small town feel. We have a quarter, a state quarterfinal football game tomorrow over in Stillwater. Our Centennial Cougars are playing against um, the Rosemount, whoever they are, Rosemount High School. And you know, if we want to be a small town field, let's go support our Cougars tomorrow night and hopefully push them on to the state semifinals. All right. With that, we are going to recess. I had it already on my pad. We're going to recess our regular city council meeting, and we're going to move into closed session number one. The meeting is closed pursuant to Minnesota statute section 13D.03 to consider strategy for labor negotiations, including negotiating, negotiation strategies or developments or discussions 
and review of labor. Ah, I just lost it. Sorry. It's up on the screen if you need it. Yeah, like I can see that. <laughs> Negotiation <laughs> proposals conducted pursuant to section 179A.01 to 179A.25 of the state statute. So with that, we're going to give a few minutes to allow the council chambers to empty out and happy Thanksgiving everyone out there and God bless. Thanks Rowan. See you next.